The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Body will remain the same after I encounter with you tonight. We give you the praise, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God shouted a louder amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, HOP. Let's have our seats. God bless you. Good evening. Can you help me say hi to your neighbor? <laughs> Praise God. How are you all doing? And those of you connected online, I trust your day and your week has been going well. Glory, glory be to God. We are talking about faith that will launch us forward. Going forward by faith. Let me hear somebody declare, I'm going forward by faith. Hallelujah. Everything that God has for us, it's obtainable by faith. And I want to just use tonight to just lay um, a very basic foundation that we'll build on in the coming weeks and the coming services. Glory be to God. Let's start from 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 6. I think I'll start from chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. Hallelujah. Father, send your word. Again, we pray. Let us hear. Let us understand. Let us comprehend. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12. Apostle Paul speaking. Fight the good fight of faith. Somebody say the fight of faith. Hallelujah. And he says, lay hold on eternal life. So how do you lay hold on eternal life or what is available? It's talking to us about receiving what is available, how we can lay hold on it. It's by faith. And I love the way he describes faith or he begins to give us a sense of how faith works here. He calls it a fight. Hallelujah. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Glory be to God. Now also let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, another scriptural reference on faith in Paul's teaching. So 1 Timothy was his first epistle to Timothy. Um, second Timothy, again towards the end of his second epistle, and I love what he said here, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in, in First Timothy, he told him, Timothy fights the fight of faith, showing him what to do. And here he's now testifying, and this was towards the end of his ministry, towards the end of his life, really. And he was saying, I have fought the good fight. And I have finished my race. I have kept the faith. So the fight he was referencing here was also a fight of faith. Glory be to God. And really what Paul was pointing out to Timothy at the end of his journey was that all the progress I've been able to make all the forward advancements that I've experienced, any, any progress, any ascension, 
any result I've been able to obtain, I was able to do it because I fought the good fight of faith. Now that I've reached the end of my race and I've come to the end of what God has called me to do, I was able to get it because I fought the fight of faith. And herein lies what I want to present to us or what God wants to present to all of us um, at this time. I mean, so many prophecies have come to us, um, whether we are talking about acceleration or we are talking about dominance, or we are talking about next level, or we are talking about recovery, restoration, increase, or even the general things that our covenant provides for us, healing, um, health, um, any kind of benefit we want to see, it is impossible without faith, and it is impossible without the fight of faith. Glory be to God. If you are going to move forward, let me hear somebody say, I'm moving forward. I'm making progress. I am advancing. It's going to be by faith. And many times, it will require a fight. Glory, glory be to God. I want to remind us again, there's something powerful we always talk about when we are teaching faith and when we are instructing about faith. And we talk about the fact that faith is what we use to receive what God has made available for us. What grace has purchased for us. The precious free gift of grace that Christ has brought and has made available. Faith is what we use to receive it. Glory be to God. So when I'm fighting by faith, whatever that entails when I'm exercising my faith, when I'm using my faith to push back against anything I need to push back against, really and truly, what I'm doing is receiving. Eternal life is a product of grace. God's free gift of grace. Healing is a product of God's grace. Prosperity is a product of God's grace. Hallelujah. Whatever it is we are trusting God for, it's made available by the grace of God. And it's by exercising our faith and using our faith that we're able to lay hold on it. Hallelujah. Before we even talk about that, let me even take another step backwards. And I think it's so important that I stress this. Particularly when we are talking about um, laying hold, fighting, obtaining things with our faith. First and foremost, I want to remind you, you have so much available for you from God. There is a harvest before you from God. Hallelujah. There are benefits available to each and every one from God. Glory, glory be to God. God has made so much available. So much available. In one of Jesus' teachings about faith, it talked about um, a sower that went to sow, and then when the harvest came, immediately he brought out a sickle. Praise God. And if you know anything about sickle, sickle is what you use to reap the harvest of the fruits. We don't use sickle today. We'll probably be using um, tractors and harvest equipment in these days of mechanized farming. But you can get the picture of what he was saying. Say, declare with me, I have a great future in God. 
I have increase ahead of me. Hallelujah. And you use faith to harvest it. Glory, glory be to God. You have a massive harvest in front of you. Hallelujah. And this is something we should all hold on to and believe God for, particularly in this final quarter of the year. God always reserves the best for last. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, approach this season differently. Praise God. This final quarter of the year, approach it differently. Glory be to God. Approach it differently. Expect something great from God. Expect something massive from God. Expect something glorious from God. Oh, someone says, Pastor, I, you, may, you don't know what I've been going through or what I'm currently going through. It, it, it doesn't change the fact that God has a great harvest ahead of you. Hallelujah. Paul said, there's no temptation that has befallen any of us, but such as is common to man. But even with every temptation, God makes a way of escape for us. So that someone is going through challenges, it doesn't negate or deny the fact that God has something great in store for you. Hallelujah. In fact, the temptation may even be a stepping stone for the greater things that God has in store for you. Are you hearing me tonight? There's an attitude. You see, your faith has to have a goal. And that goal should be the massive harvest that God has ahead of you. Hallelujah. And even in the midst of temptations or challenges, one can still believe very, very strongly that God can help me to navigate my way out of whatever the difficulty is and bring me into the fullness of my harvest. Hallelujah. Somebody declare this season... This final quarter of the year, I have a massive harvest ahead of me. I have great things in store for me. God has something huge for me. And by faith, I am going to lay hold on it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We, we talk a lot about... Um, the Josephs in scripture and the Davids in scripture. And you know, when, when you think about scriptures like Ephesians 3.20, their testimony embodied what that scripture means. When you talk about scriptures like 1 Corinthians 2.9, that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, the things that God has in store for those that love him. Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above <laughs> what you can ask or think, what you can imagine. What is he telling you? That God has something in store for you. Something massive, something big. Praise God. And slaughter Goliath and be the hero of the nation. I mean, the day before, he couldn't have imagined that that's what God has. 
But these things are not just supposed to be um, stories of people we read from in scriptures or something we just recite in. So it, it gives us a kind of picture of what God has in store for every one of us, his children. Oh, your own may not be that you'll be prime minister. That's not the point I'm trying to establish. And that's not where I'm getting you to. And your own may not be that you become a national hero. No, not necessarily. But what you need to understand and what you need to believe and what you need to embrace for yourself is that God has something great in store for me. Hallelujah. God has something big in store for me. God has a massive harvest ahead of me. And my faith is what I'm going to use to lay hold on it. It's the sequel I'm going to use to reap that harvest. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? Glory, glory, glory be to God. So if you have that established and settled, please catch where, where we are going tonight. That it's by faith I'm able to receive. I, I fight the fight of faith. I use my faith. I'm interested in moving forward. I'm interested in advancing. It's by faith I'm able to lay hold on that which God has for me. But I also understand that there is a massive harvest that God has put in store for me to experience. And I'm not going to miss out on it be doing with my faith and this is what I want to zero in on tonight to get it ready for that day or that season or that time of my life please listen to me very carefully where I can reap that harvest that God has for me where I can lay hold of what God has in store for me and by the way this is a lifetime experience I read from you what Paul told Timothy, and at the end of his message, he said, I have fought the faith. I kept fighting by faith, fighting by faith, and any progress I made in life and the ministry, any victory that I recorded, any next level that I experienced, it was because I kept fighting by faith, laying hold by faith. So what am I supposed to be doing in between the time where I am expecting to come into that harvest, to lay hold on that harvest, and where I actually experience it. How was a Joseph, because this is really how faith works, how was a Joseph able to come into that palace and begin to experience what God had for him? How was a David able to come into that battleground and able to just fit into it? And experience what God has for him. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. It has not entered the hearts of men. The things that God has in store for those that love him. He can do exceedingly abundantly. And yet we read about people. Great stories. And we hear about people that when their time came. And they walked into that day. That field. That Pharaoh's palace. Whatever it is. To experience the great things God has for them. Their faith was able to operate. And get them results. Remember the statement Jesus made to Peter. Um, this just came to my mind. 
but I have prayed for you, please hear me and hear me very well, that your faith will not fail. I have prayed for you. And that really gives us an insight about the operations of the devil. Every one of us has a great future. Every one of us. Every one of us got children. I love the way our robot said it back in the day. He said every day a miracle is either coming towards you or you are walking towards a miracle. And what that means is that God schedules breakthroughs, harvests, special seasons, testimonies for every one of us. In fact, what the Bible teaches is that it's on a daily basis. He daily loads us with benefits, the psalmist said. James said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from heaven, from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. Hallelujah. So everyone has this amazing, bright, beautiful, glorious future. It, look, David, um, Joseph was in that ordeal of being sold into slavery, um, kept in Potiphar's house, kept in for a while. But, please watch this very carefully. When that season of his life came that God was going to bring him into the fullness of what God had for him, he was ready. Like Jesus was telling Peter, his faith did not fail. He was able to step into that massive harvest, that massive enlargement, and reap by faith what God had for him. Lay hold by faith what God had for him. Hallelujah. And move forward by faith. David was able to come to that battlefield. <laughs> Praise God. And you know, sometimes some of these things are not expected. Sometimes some of our break, greatest breakthroughs, we don't necessarily expect them. Because it's bigger than what our minds can comprehend. Exceedingly, abundantly above your expectation, your imagination. Bishop T.D. Jake said many times, some of our biggest blessings, we stumble on them. Stumble on them. Because it's bigger than what we can expect. You see, what we can believe for is that this is what God is going to do. Something great. Something massive. Something bigger than where I'm coming from. How it's going to happen, the very day or hour it's going to happen, we can't tell. We just know it's in our future. Hallelujah. Somebody declare, my path is shining brighter and brighter. Onto the perfect day. Hallelujah. So I want to start with one powerful basic truth we need to die. Between that time where we are just before that opportunity to come into that palace, to come into that battlefield, to lay hold on what God has in store for you, to experience that breakthrough, that testimony, what are you to be doing with your faith? What do you need to have in store where your faith is concerned to ensure that it will not fail? I pray for you, your faith will not fail in Jesus' name. What are you to do? Number one, and this is what we're just going to focus on tonight. The first thing you need to be doing is this. Please hear me and hear me very well. It sounds so simple, but you need to understand it. You need to feed your faith. Hallelujah. Somebody say, feed my faith. You need to feed your faith. Faith is meant to be fed. What was the difference between a David that came to the battlefront 
and had the boasts of Goliath and the threats of Goliath, and he was confident that, who is this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine? I can take off his head. Who is this man that is abusing the, the armies of the God of Israel? I will kill him. God that helped me to kill the lion. God that helped me to kill the bear, uh, the bear. He will give me his head. Why was he like that? Simple truth. His faith was fed. How is it that Joseph was able to walk into the palace? Please hear me and hear me very well. And when Pharaoh told him the dream, he had told all the other astrologers and all the other ones, the same thing with Daniel. How is it that when they told them, this is what the king requires of you, and everybody didn't know what to do, and they were confident that, look, the, the, um, Joseph told Pharaoh, and Daniel also told them, Kanesa, God will give you an answer. How, how can you display that kind of confidence? Their faith was fed. Their faith was fed. And this is what the Bible says, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You, you, you hear the word. That's, faith is, is part of your spirit man. It's part of your spiritual arsenal. In Ephesians chapter 6, Apostle Paul talks about um, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, as, and that's part of how faith works, as part of the arsenal we wear, part of our spirit man. And that faith is fed and nourished by the word that we hear. That's where confidence comes from. That's where boldness comes from. That's where courage comes from. It comes. Somebody say faith comes. Hallelujah. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When I'm hearing the word of God, feeding on the word of God from time to time, I am nourishing my faith. I am feeding my faith. I'm making deposits in my faith. That when I step into my harvest season, hallelujah, and when I walk through my door of opportunity, I will be ready. That word will feed your faith with wisdom. Hello? It will feed your faith with understanding. It will feed your faith with knowledge. It will feed your faith with what to do. And sometimes it may be a new territory that he didn't know before. When David got to that battlefield and he had finally convinced everybody that, look, I'm going to fight Goliath. And Saul told him, okay, all right, if you're going to fight, take my arsenal, take my sword, take my shield. And David, first of all, tried it on. He said, ah, this thing doesn't work. But because his faith was, he said, don't worry, put it down. And the Bible said he went to the brook, picked five smooth stones. He knew what to do. Just my slingshot, hallelujah. And these five stones will be enough to take down this giant. And it's not that anybody had told him before. When faith is fed, when our spirit, we will know what to do. Even when we are in unlikely situations, how you are going to fight the fight, how you are going to get the victory, how you are going to lay hold on what you need to lay hold, it comes from a place where faith is fed. Matthew 4.4. 4. Is somebody getting something tonight? If I'm going to go forward by faith, 
My faith must be fed. He answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Luke 4, 4 says something very similar. Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Hallelujah. Every word of God. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So that's where it comes. When Romans says it comes by hearing and hearing by the word. It's when I hear the word. And if you really study Romans 10, interestingly, he was talking about the word that is preached. Because later on in that Romans chapter 10, he said, how can, they, how can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? So many times the sent word comes to us, the word that feeds our faith from the man of God God sends to us. And as we hear and hear, it's like feeding your physical body the right diet. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen to what Paul told Timothy again. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory be to God. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. If you instruct the brethren in these things, please watch what it's saying here. You will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. And this is the point we are making tonight. Nourished by the words of faith. Somebody say that, nourished by the words of faith. That, that's what we need. Many times, hear me and hear me well, I'm talking practically now, we are not, it's not the opportunities don't come our way. Or we are not in the right seasons. Or God doesn't open doors for us. The question is, are we nourished by the words of faith? Oh, hallelujah. Nourished by the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Hallelujah. And the question I want us to answer tonight, is your spirit man fed? Is your faith nourished for this season and for, this, for the harvest you're expecting? Oh, pastor, I'm believing God. I want to get married. That's a major harvest. I wonder, is your faith nourished for that kind of harvest? Lord, I, I, I want to build my own house or own my own house. I want to move to that next level. Well, is your faith nourished for that kind of harvest? Listen to what I'm telling you. There is nothing wrong with that goal or that harvest or that new level of building your house, owning your house that you desire. No, in fact, God wants you to have it. And I'm telling you, child of God, God has prepared that harvest for you. Oh, hallelujah. That next level, that promotion. God has prepared that next level for you. And he has done it even beyond your expectation. That's how you should face this season. Exceedingly, abundantly, far above what I want. Hello? That's God's covenant with us. He's not going to give you less than your expectation. Oh, glory be to God. He's going to give you much more. But it's going to happen by faith. And you need to be ready. Get your faith ready. And it comes by just feeding. Feeding. 
Oh, glory, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Feed your faith. Hallelujah. Let me tell your neighbor, feed your faith. Feed your faith. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Lift your hands where you are. I want to just share some more with you. Say, say with me, Heavenly Father, this season of my life, thank you, Lord, that my faith is fed. The right word comes to me this season. The right instructions come to me this season. The wisdom that I need, the understanding that I need, as I hear your word, it comes to me to nourish my faith and to prepare me, come on, declare, to prepare me for what is ahead. And I thank you, Lord, that my faith is fed. Pray in the Holy Ghost just for a minute. Pray in the Holy Ghost. My faith is fed. My faith is fed. My faith is fed. My faith is equipped. My faith is strengthened. My faith will not fail when my harvest opportunity shows up, when my next level shows up in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Let me close with this. Help me tell somebody, feed your faith. See, there are two parts to, please watch this, and I want to close with this. There are two parts to a fed faith. There are, two, there are two aspects to it. There is that place of, please watch, hearing and hearing the word of God, where wisdom will be coming to you, instructions will be coming to you, understanding will be coming to you. But then there's another aspect to it's still part of feeding your faith. Feeding your faith is just about getting your faith ready. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody tonight. Getting your faith ready. You understand that faith is the sequel I used to reap the harvest that God has ahead of me. Faith is what I used to lay hold on eternal life or anything that God has in store for me. There's a harvest coming. Hallelujah. But I, I get it by faith. And sometimes that will require a fight. And it's not physical fight we are talking about. It's spiritual, mental, emotional. Being stable. Oh, hallelujah. Now watch this because of time. Luke chapter 17. We are talking about going forward by faith. Faith forward. Hallelujah. Somebody declare with this, my time to go forward. Come on, declare by faith, it's my time to go forward. In every area of my life. In the name of Jesus. Luke 17, because of time, let's read from verse 5. Jesus had been teaching them, but let's not go into that. So the apostles said to them, increase our faith. He had told them certain things, and they knew their faith was not ready to do it. It wasn't fed. It wasn't nourished. That, that's really what they are saying. They had understood the things Jesus had been teaching them, that look, when the opportunity comes, 
when the door opens, when you step into your Joseph standing before Pharaoh moment, your faith must be in place. So he had taught them, saying that because of time, I don't want to quickly touch on that. You can read the previous verses. So I said, ah, increase our faith. Because they were saying, that means I need more faith. Perhaps there's somebody here tonight, with these things I've said, you're like, ah, pastor, I need to grow my faith. I need to grow my faith. What Jesus is teaching here is going to help you. That question, is your faith ready for the harvest you want? Yeah, okay, increase my faith. Okay, watch, watch what now told them. Please watch. So you won't start getting unnecessarily confused. It's, I, I love the way you explain it here. Verse 6, so Jesus said to them, if you had faith as a mustard seed. See, they thought it was about growing the faith as in, he said, no, small faith as a seed can work. You will say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So it's not about me coming to increase your faith. Please watch. It's about you applying the faith you have, however small it is. The mustard seed. They knew what I was talking about. This is the smallest of seeds. Oh, so you mean I can get results with just little faith if you apply it? Mustard seed that sits on the shelf will not get the results. But mustard seed that is planted will grow. Yeah, I taught them that before. It will become the biggest tree. And all the birds of the air will come and put their nests in it. So they knew that even with that small faith they were asking him to increase, they could, he was saying, no, you can get results with what you have. It's how you are applying your faith that is, that is, that is the issue. So first and foremost, this, the faith must be put to work. It must be planted. It must be exercised. And that's what I now went for that to explain to them. And this is part of feeding faith. It's not, please hear me and hear me very well. Please hear me. It's not just enough to feed as in hear the word. That is needed. But watch this next explanation he gave you. And so I'm still teaching what I'm telling you about getting your faith ready for your harvest moment, for your harvest season. Which one of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he comes in from the field, come at once, sit down and eat? Anybody here that has an employee or a servant or maybe a housemaid, Imagine you go out with your maid or you send your servant out. When the person that's working for you comes back, you don't tell the person, ah, how are you, my, my, ah, sit down, let me wash your feet, let me see. No. As that person comes down, you send the person on another errand. You don't tell the servant to sit down, please watch. He's talking about getting your faith ready for the breakthrough. Which one of you, we send the servant out, and when the servant comes from the field, we come at once and say, sit down and eat. But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper? The servant that you just sent out to, so he came back, give him another assignment. Praise God. Guard yourself and serve me. Hello? Till I have eaten and I'm drunk, and afterward you can now eat. Anybody that has any servant or employee working for you, you see, it's after you, the master. You've done everything they want to. That's when that person can now go and take care of them. Am I right or am I right? Powerful illustration. Does he thank that servant because the servant did these things that were commended him? I think not. So likewise you, 
when you have done all the things which you have been, you are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants, we have done what was our duty. Now, there are two levels he's teaching here. Let, that second part of doing our duty towards God, that's a big part of it. But there's something he's teaching us here about how our faith will work for us. The faith you feed or you are feeding with the word, it has to be exercised. It has to be used. And start by using it for the day-to-day things. You don't keep faith in your pocket or fail to use your faith until you want to kill a Goliath. That faith will not be ready. Hello? Even David was saying, I have killed the lion and I have killed the bear. In the place of taking after my father's, looking after my father's sheep, I have exercised my faith behind the scenes, my day-to-day duties, and used it for the things I do my normal day-to-day. Well, killing a lion and killing a bear is not necessarily a day-to-day. It wasn't every day was killing a lion. But the bottom line is behind the scenes, that's when he was doing those things. And that was what gave him that confidence that he had. So it wasn't just that he was hearing and hearing and hearing, and he did that. He was feeding his faith, but he was also what? Exercising his faith in day-to-day things. Am I making sense to somebody here? Jesus said you must, you, in this parable he taught, he said you must use your faith like you will use a servant. Send your faith to do this, send your faith to do that, send your faith on a day-to-day basis. And you yourself, that's another lesson for another day, you yourself must act like an obedient servant because you too, you have a master. But let's even leave that part out now. The part I want to show you is exercising faith. Um, nutritionists will tell us, or people that want us to look healthy and feel healthy, not only must we eat right, you must also do what? Exercise. I was having a conversation with a friend later. He was talking about the place of carrying weights and doing things like that. That is so vital and so important. Use your faith. Little, little things. Praise God. You want to get a cab at the bus stop. Well, you see, the point with our generation is everything has now been simplified. Uber now. You don't... <laughs> so you don't... So there, there are things that you, you have to pray and believe God for life is a bit... But the point is that we must find every opportunity to exercise faith in our day-to-day living. And that's how faith gets built up and prepared for the big one. Glory be to God. Use faith. So I'm, I'm hearing and hearing the word on one hand, glory be to God, but I'm sending my faith to get things done. Sending my faith. I, I said this the other day. There have been times where I had to take my kids to the hospital just to do, maybe they were running temperature or something and one day has gone, two days had gone. All during that time, you are praying and you are laying hands on them. And then you want to go to the hospital. So even if there's technology and things like that, you want to go to the hospital to, to take them to see a doctor. Don't go just like that. Go to the hospital using your faith. Confessing healing. And many, many times, if not 100% of the times, when I take them like that, by the time we get there, doctors will say, usually there's nothing wrong or nothing serious wrong and things like that. And I'm convinced faith has been doing his work. So you don't go to the extreme just because you are using your faith. Ah, I'm not going to take medicine. I'm not going to go to hospital. That's not necessary. That's not the, the point here. But be exercising your faith 
in day-to-day things. That illustration, he said, you sent your servant out to the market. When your servant comes back home, you say, make food for me. Prepare a bath for me. When I've finished everything I want to do and I'm going to rest, then you can now eat. That's how we should be doing with faith. You need finances and you, you are not sure where it's going to come from. Use your faith. You're going out tomorrow, you want to get clients for your business, so you want to get new contracts, release your faith. Hallelujah. Learn to send your angels to minister for you. I do that every day. Hallelujah. You, you use your faith to do things in the realm of the spirit, day-to-day mundane things. And you are feeding, you are feeding, you are listening to the word of God, you are hearing the word of God, faith comes by hearing by the word, and you're exercising faith, you are positioning yourself, preparing yourself, hallelujah, for the faith that will not fail. Glory be to God. On the day where there will be a major, major breakthrough for you, that will take you forward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, rise on your feet, lift those hands. Say with me tonight, Heavenly Father, I thank you for my massive harvest, for my massive breakthrough. And I thank you, Lord. Come on, everybody declare it. Even those of you online say, I thank you, Lord. My faith is ready. My faith is prepared. My faith is fed and nourished and exercised for the hour and for the breakthrough that is coming my way. Thank you, Lord. This season of my life, I am moving forward. I am getting amazing results. I'm stepping into new territories. I am advancing and moving forward by faith. My faith is fed. My faith is nourished by the word of God. And my faith is equipped to lay hold on that which God has in store for me. In the name of Jesus. I want us to believe God for something tonight. We're going to use our faith. Like I said. Hallelujah. I saw this just getting ready for the service. This season, one testimony I'm trusting God. And I believe God has for everybody in this church. Is a testimony of open doors. Hallelujah. Open doors. New doors. Great doors. So you know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to send our faith to open doors for us. Jesus said, I'm your open door. I will open a door for you, no man can shut. We're going to activate our angels. And we're going to send those angels by faith. See, this is really, this is what, what, I, what I've just shared with us today. Getting your faith ready. Number one, hearing the word of God. I hope somebody has been stirred up in these brief things we shared tonight. Just feeding your faith. Then exercising it. Hallelujah. Like that person is said there, when your servant comes, you already send the servant to the market. Oh yeah, yeah, go and prepare my meal for me. So you're going to do that to your faith today. Faith works like a servant. Say with me in the name of Jesus, I release my faith right now and I activate my angels to go forth and minister for me this season, this final quarter. Oh, come on, somebody declare with us by faith. This final quarter of 2022 open doors I release my faith and I activate my angels to go for me open doors of business open doors in relationships open doors in finances open doors spiritually 
open doors for my next level open doors to take new territories in the name of Jesus come on open your mouth and pray and send your faith out send your angels out declare open doors open doors open doors open doors open doors may yakala break it also oh yala pashata yala gede open doors open doors e yakata yala berekedo so e yala pasata the preceding message was brought to you by king's word everywhere nigeria we are located at king's word auditorium etel avenue behind nnpc filling station first bank bus stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 640.